We don't wait. We don't want to wait. Bonus episode. Yeah. Well, not really. It's going to take the place of 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 one, do one week. I can't talk. It's going to it's going to take the place of one week. Um, uh, in between our uh, popular, which we should have ended by now, and uh, my so-called life, which starts next week. We're going to be talking today about the Netflix phenomenon, 13 Reasons Why, the uh, teen mystery series. Um, that everybody is loving. Now, uh, before we get into it, I just wanted to mention to you a really funny fact that I discovered today. What? Now, you know where we started this podcast was Dawson's Creek, right? How we wanted mm-hmm. to rewatch or and, and maybe catch up with what we hadn't seen in Dawson's Creek. Uh-huh. Um, so I was listening to uh, Buffering the Vampire Slayer today and their coverage of the episode Innocence. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned something that was interesting to me, which was that uh, uh, Buffy uh, used to air on – well, it aired on uh, Mondays, I think, at least in the beginning of season two. And mm-hmm. then when Innocence came – they that's when they decided to start it on Tuesdays. So in order to bring the viewers over to Tuesdays, they mm-hmm. aired the first part, surprise, on Monday, and then aired the second part on Tuesday to open up right. their Tuesday nights. And they mm-hmm. were on Tuesdays from there on out. So I've always had the recollection. Now, this is 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had the rec- rec- uh, recollection of the fact that Innocence was my very first Buffy episode. That's what got me turned into it. And um, I always talk to you about it as if, like, to say, oh, I had seen, like, advertisements about, you know, it's about Buffy's boyfriend going bad. And I thought that was interesting. And I tuned in. Well, as it turns out, I learned on the podcast listening to it that um, – Buffy was bringing its viewers not only from Mondays to Tuesdays, but they were uh, also um, getting their viewers ready for the premiere of a brand new show on the WB that aired after Innocence, which was the pilot for Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Oh, wow. So I'm thinking – so basically that Tuesday night, which was January 20th, 1998 – uh, was Innocence at 8 o'clock and then the premiere of Dawson's Creek at 9 o'clock. And I'm almost thinking that if it wasn't for me probably tuning in to the WB that night to see Dawson's Creek premiere, that I probably wouldn't have ever gotten to Buffy until later. Wow. <laughs> so Dawson's Creek led me to, to my love for Buffy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway. I wonder what my – why did I start watching Buffy? I don't even remember. Yeah. I mean, you watched it on DVDs, right? Or, or mm-hmm. yeah. After it was done airing totally, right? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. like, let's say Morgan was like 11. So it was like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the date and I was like, that was 19 years ago. Oh, my God. Wow. Like, my fandom of Buffy turns 20 next year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this, that is just a little intro that I thought you'd be interested to hear about um, as we got into this. Because we did start this off with Dawson's Creek. But yeah, today we're here to talk about 13 Reasons Why. And um, the format for this episode is that currently, Steph and I have already seen the first seven episodes of 13 Reasons Why. We're going to talk about those. And then we're going to have a little bit of a break. And then we're going to come back you know, in this same podcast episode and finish up a discussion of the series. 
So, and that's going to, we're going to record that after we watch the other six. Is that math? Okay. Yes. And we're doing this because we're afraid we will forget what happens. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. We could talk about like four episodes at a time, maybe, but. Man, it, it's going to be hard talking about seven, and it would be definitely yeah. really hard to talk about thirteen. <laughs> so, uh, thirteen reasons why is about a kid who gets a bunch of tapes. Is his his uh, what what we learn to be either his best friend or his crush or the girl of his dreams or the girl of his nightmares <laughs> kills herself. So. But Clay tells people, he tells his parents that he doesn't know this girl. Right. And so we're we're wondering what's the story here if he doesn't know her. And it it's revealed that he knows her very well and he's he's like in love with her. Mm-hmm. And he regrets not acting. Okay, it, so it does this brilliant thing. I don't know, brilliant is maybe an over <laughs> <laughs> it's an exaggeration, but how the how young people I hear that they're interested in cassettes again because they're so antiquated and old and out of date. So her parents' drugstore have these tapes, so she gets them and she records. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's 13 sides. Yes. Okay, that is the first thing I want to get into. Well, two things, actually. Mm-hmm. Number one, I mean, what you're getting into, the old tech, which is hilarious that it's being called old tech. But I guess <laughs> this is, like, how our parents felt, like, when they got our age. Like, they didn't just automatically think that all their music had been come, become the oldies station <laughs> and uh, and all the records, or I don't know. I, was even, I even had records as a kid, but, you know, any of the old tech, the black and white TVs or whatever, like, they... You know, they just thought it was normal. I know it's so weird to to see like kids interacting with this stuff, and it's so like foreign. But also, I don't know. Yeah, because Clay had to steal um, <laughs> Tony's Walkman. You mean so Weevil? he would have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kid Weevil? I'm telling you, rough kid from the side, the other side of the tracks. Yeah. His family is yeah. Yeah, there's some definitely Veronica activity. Mars influences in this this episode, this uh, this show. Um, I like that he says you called it a boombox. <laughs> 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 um, what was I saying? So uh, the uh, old tech, old tech, but there was something else. Damn it! These kids, these kids, you know? No, nope. can't remember. Continue. No, Play. that is that's that's what it was. the The way these episodes are numbered is so mm-hmm. strange because the titles. I mean, obviously Netflix can't like write down, can't put like side one, side two as their numbering system on instant watch. But like the episodes are numbered in the titles as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But the titles mm-hmm. of them are like uh, tape one, side A, tape two, mm-hmm. side A, or tape one, side B. So, uh, yeah, I remember kind of talking back and forth with my wife is like, what one are you on? I was, she's like, I don't know. It's tape five side two. <laughs> I was like, it's the one yeah, with Justin. Or, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, like Zach's tape. Like yeah. basically it's the 13 reasons why this girl committed suicide. Right. And so I, each side. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, yeah. Each side is a reason why, and so I actually just numbered them rather than keeping track of which tape and which side it is. So, like the first one is Justin, second one is Jessica, the third one is Josh, fourth one is Tyler, 
Fifth one is Courtney. Sixth one is Marcus. And the seventh one is Zach. That's how what we know so far. And yeah, maybe if you're like, I definitely want to, maybe, maybe people will listen to this and be like, okay, they're covering the first seven episodes. So I'll watch the first seven episodes and listen to it. And yeah, we'll, you'll figure it out. Listeners. <laughs> We won't spoil anything past episode seven because we haven't seen it yet until the act break that we're going to pop in. Anyway, sorry. Derailing. Okay. (laughs) So. So you want to talk about the first tape first or number one, which is Justin. Okay. I like how we get in that episode, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Which I saw you had an appreciation for Joy Division on ah, Facebook. Joy which I Division. Like. That's like the only song I know from Joy Division, but it's a great song. Oh yeah, every time, like I'll say, Alexa, play Joy Division. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> Skip this one. Skip this one. This is not the one I want to hear. Oh yeah, yeah I love to the other terrace part. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not as big of a Joy Division fan as I wish I was. No, yeah. Like I, I, you know. I think The Cure is probably my favorite from that like genre of music, and then it's like The Smiths and you know, Joy Division is a little further down under Depeche Mode. Yeah, and, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, my yeah, my first note is uh, just talking about how he stole the Walkman from um, Tony. I'm just like, why would he just do that? The thing about this this show is that it's almost like you have. Two unreliable narrators. You have Hannah on the tape narrating her flashbacks, but she sometimes you catch her altering things or seeing things from her point of view, which were not the way things really went down. And then we have this whole thing with Clay, who appears to be a kid that had some troubles before, and he's he was on medication and he had nightmares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm not too sure. You know, we're we're not quite sure if if all of what Clay is perceiving is completely correct. I mean, he does have all these hallucinations, and it gets worse and worse as the episodes go by. But so that's another thing that's great about this show because I'm not completely sure. Like, we're going to find out what Clay did probably at the end. Um, and yeah, because what if he has a tape? What if these tapes is he is, and we're just like it's building until we hear what he, what he did. Yeah, and I like that it's building with each episode. He's like losing it yeah. until finally he explodes. Now, do you have IMDb open? Uh, yes. Who who is this actor? Who plays Clay. He's great. Oh, he was in Lost. Yeah, he was Jack's son. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know what his name was. Uh, de- uh, Dylan. Shoot. Isn't Dylan? Dylan Minette. Okay. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. He was in, he's in a couple other things I liked. I should just open it myself. <laughs> uh, what else? He's been in. He's in he was in the Goosebumps movie. Goosebumps. <laughs> uh, Prisoners. Oh, Don't Breathe. Yeah. Don't Breathe. That was a great movie. Have you seen Don't Breathe yet? No. Uh-uh. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Let Me In. Oh, yeah. Right? He's he's great. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, he was young young Michael Schofield in Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh, yes. He was also uh, Donnie in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was a kid that could turn. He was. They called him Blizzard. Yeah, that was powers. a really good episode. I saw yeah. that. I think that was one of my last episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was also in the the series Awake. You remember Awake with Jason Isaacs? Yeah, that's where. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and I I really like this kid. Mm-hmm. Very good. Twenty years old, actually. Maybe he's not so much of a kid anymore. But uh, good job there, Dylan. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think all of the actors are really good. Except there's something about Alex that, like, I don't buy. Hmm. Like, and I don't know if it's the way it's written or if it's the actor or what. But I feel like, you know, when there people are being unnecessarily mysterious and yeah. and uh, he's he's just being too mysterious for several episodes. Oh right, he's the uh, the blonde kid. Um, with yeah, the nose ring. like the beach. Yeah, like the beach blonde hair that yeah. him and Jessica and Han- Hannah were like three best friends. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that was such a hard. <laughs> These episodes just keep getting harder and harder to watch. Like just seeing like sometimes, you know, I'm like, Hannah, just say something or speak up for yourself or, you know, and then when she does, she goes a little bit too much, you know. Yeah. But she's also like a teenager and that happens, you know. Um, yeah, like she goes off on Zach and she just goes off on Justin. Yeah. Because because Justin and Zach and uh, Bryce. Bryce oh, he's great. Yeah. He's terrible. Like these are all the athletic uh, in crowd guys. I was, I was wondering where the heck I saw Bryce before and then I realized that he's on uh, – he was on iZombie. Yeah, he's the bro. He's the bro. Dude. He's Brody. Yeah. Uh play this exact same character and it's great he does a great job yeah and he's um he's also um oh i thought he was i thought he was somebody else never mind (laughs) edit that's not gonna happen uh so who else um marcus he's one of the uh one of the popular guys but he's like class president yeah, he's I like, thought Marcos was going to be one of the good ones until we get to his episode. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, he's horrible. Yeah. So basically, all of these people have done her wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, she was best friends with Jessica and um, Alex, and they started dating and knocked her out of the social circle. Right, right. And, like, just and mean. crushed her. Like, totally mean to her. Like, just... Like, why didn't they just... I don't know. <laughs> but I always wanted to say, why were they more mature about it? Like, we're in a relationship and we don't want to hang out with you all the time, you know? Instead, they just ignored her. Yeah. Um, let's... Yeah, we should we should just talk about each one of these tapes that we've witnessed so far. Maybe some other stuff that goes around it. But the first one is Justin, who I really liked... Uh, oh, man. We should definitely first talk about him. Catherine Langford as Hannah, who is doesn't seem to have a lot of acting experience on her IMDb, but she's great in this show. She's mm-hmm. you can totally picture her as the uh, well. She's not like uh, you know the fantasy manic, manic pixie girl or anything like that. She's a real person. She seems like a real person. Oh, and she just moved to this school. Yeah, and I love because that. Oh God, it seems that 
her parents, okay, her parents are played by Brian Darcy James, who you may remember as the actor in Spotlight that you didn't know (laughs) because you know everybody else, that guy that you don't know who he is, but he's a stage actor. We saw him last year in Something Rotten, and he was King George. Uh Was he the first King George in Hamilton? But he was Shrek, but he was great. So he he's good. He's a pharmacist, and I, they were trying to get away from this something that's like Walmart, and that's why they moved to yeah. this town. And her, the, her mother, Hannah's mother, is played by Kate Walsh, and she is fantastic because, you know, you're seeing these flashbacks of when Hannah was alive, and you see Olivia, you know, just being a mom, and mm-hmm. then you see in the present after Hannah's killed herself and she is losing her mind. She's in such grief that she wants somebody to pay for this. Yeah. She's suing, suing the school. Kate Walsh does a great, great Oh my gosh. She's amazing. Because she breaks my heart. I, I, you know, I know her as like, you know, like a Shonda Rhimes player. She was in, she started in private practice and she was always, it was, I don't know. She always seems to be like, you know, glamorous, in glamorous shows or whatever. And in yeah. this, it's like she's got like zero makeup and she's just like, she looks co- totally like worn down to the bone, you know? She's so. Yeah, like, and she's, she's, it's like she's going around town talking to people who knew Hannah and she's finding out nobody, Hannah didn't really have any friends. Yeah. And she's just looking for somebody to talk to. And, okay, another thing that's amazing mm-hmm. is when Clay is. He's listening to these tapes and he's seeing Hannah like Hannah's sitting out in somebody's front yard with the microphone recording. And then like the scene transitions to the present where he's standing there and she just kind of disappears. And the lighting changes just a little to let you know that, you know, that was in his imagination. And now this this is reality. And so good. So good. So anyway, I, I, I got us off track talking about Hannah, but. Um, Justin, uh, is that an actor that we know? Justin, he, the guy who plays Justin, uh, Brandon. No, Owen. he was only, this is only his this second job. He <laughs> brain, he was in brain dead. He's in brain dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are these children with these tattoos? Like all these kids have all these like elaborate tattoos on them. You know, like Justin has this like chest tattoo. And like several on his arms, and it's like, is he like a isn't he like a seventeen year old kid? Like, I understand that maybe a couple kids in high school might have a tattoo, but it seemed like uh, seemed like a lot of these kids had tattoos. I don't know, maybe it was <laughs> I just lived in like a, a Puritan town apparently in in the New England. Um, but it's just surprising because uh, you know when I was briefly in the tattoo business like we would never tattoo anybody under 18 you know so yeah like uh, reputable places would not tattoo yeah see morgan's best friend she's got a lot of tattoos but she her birthday is really late and she she was she's a lot older Mm -hmm. so she i've i'm kind of used to seeing teenagers with tattoos (laughs) okay so this guy this guy you know uh, Justin, I love, so oh, sorry. what happened? He he took a picture of her in a uh, awkward position and made it look like they 
Yeah, it's like an upskirt picture as she was coming down the slide. Oh, okay, that's what it was. And then tried to get handsy with her. But then it was like, did he? <laughs> you know, that was kind of up for debate as well. But he definitely passed her on a picture and bragged that he got, you know, to like third base with her. Um, and uh, I did love that, that, that she has such a great introduction to him. The whole thing where he's like, he leaves his bros and he gets on the bus and it's such like a cute, like meet cue. And she's like, she's like, wait here. And then she gets off the bus and the bus drives away. <laughs> like she's such like a smart character and, and fun to be around. And man, this, these people just, oh, like Justin decides that he's going to just talk about her and ruin her. Rep- oh. Anyway. Uh, the other thing I had in this episode was that I, I was glad that Clay Clay has this horrible bike accident and uh, gets a head wound. So I'm glad he got that, so I can distinguish uh, the present day to what's going on in the flashbacks. Because oh, he's always okay. got this horrible looking head wound. <laughs> like, yeah, and then there is the flashbacks are all out of order because it's several episodes in when we see this winter formal or the dance. Yeah. And that's when uh, Hannah, Jessica, and Alex just stop being friends. And so I think that's when Alex and Jessica break up. And that's when yeah. Jessica gets uh, starts dating Justin. Yeah. So it's kind of all out of order, and you kind of have to look for the, the clues to clue you in of when exactly all this happened. Right. Um, so in the second one is Jessica, and I loved how um, – her and Jessica meet like they have this instant chemistry because they're both like new oh, ones, but they're just yeah, really the, cute to each other, you know. Yeah, the counselor sets sets them up as friends. Yeah, and they're like, ah, "Can you believe that?" And then they're <laughs> but yeah, they're both so sarcastic about yeah. the counselor, and they just hit it off. They bond over that, causing the counselor grief. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we see in this episode that uh, Stephen Weber is the the principal in this, in this school. So yeah. uh, do we trust Stephen Weber? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he must have done something terrible to this girl. <laughs> he must have. Yeah, uh, and the coffee shop Monet's. Yeah, I like that. They have that girl Sky that works there that's all tattooed up and wearing all oh, sorts of cut clothes. What's the deal with her? Her and Clay used to be friends. Yeah, it seemed like they were, like were friends that outgrew each other or something, or he outgrew her. Yeah, she seems a little bitter towards him. Or like, did she like him and he didn't like her? Or maybe they were they got close during whatever happened to Clay before he met Hannah, like the whole medication and the nightmares that they keep talking about. What do you think about what do you think about Clay's parents? Aren't they weird? <laughs> Yeah, because, okay, so Clay's mother is a lawyer, and I guess she's worried about him because of what happened to him in the past. And mm-hmm. also, I guess they're worried, did it, maybe, did he try to kill himself too? Or maybe she's, because they keep saying, you know, no lo- no closed doors. He can't close his door, his bedroom door. Yeah. And, and is that is that because of what happened with Hannah, and they're starting to be like, oh, we should watch our son more? Or yeah, is like he is this whole medication thing. Mm-hmm. And then the dad, he seems very um, out of it to me. Dis, dis, 
interested in clay mm-hmm. he he's what is he is he a english professor a phd or english yeah, he's, or something? he's got an english phd but i think he's like a writer yeah, he's mm-hmm. always seems to be in his own world yeah um so yeah they're always, they're always are so very weird and there's just these interactions that like especially the mother has with clay that i almost feel like there's something going on here that we need to know more about Not, nothing like fishy like you know, like disgusting or whatever. I'm just thinking like they've got some something they share uh, about Clay's past that she's on guard about. And then there's the whole thing where he won't admit to her that he was friends with Hannah and that he misses yeah. her and he loves Hannah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Even when she decides <laughs> that she's going to represent the school and defend the school, like he's got to be like torn up about that. Why wouldn't he just say please don't do that. And like, it seemed like she was ready to just drop it. If, if he asked and he doesn't. Yeah. She does, yeah. Uh, yeah. He keeps like trying to let her know that, that, that she's got a conflict of interest, but he will not tell her anything. And I, I feel like that's very, uh, realistic that teenagers don't want to tell their parents things. They want to keep this secret life, but it seems like he needs to tell her before she gets too wrapped up into too far into this case mm-hmm. of uh suing the 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 school represent the school right so it's in episode 3 and i wrote josh it's not josh though it's alex what did i write josh is alex behind the whole best ass thing do you remember <laughs> I do not remember. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, it's because he wrote best ass Hannah, worst ass uh, Jess, because he wanted to make Jess jealous. And but because of this, now we have these horrible like uh, sequences of Hannah walking down her high school hallway, and these douchebags all like getting behind her and like checking her butt out and like. Like making all these like gestures. Yeah, is that and that's when she goes to the uh, the liquor store and Bryce is there and he yeah. touches her and, and... Her right in the store. Oh, yeah. And then because of this, we find out why Jessica slapped her in the previous episode. <laughs> why did Jessica slap her? Because like Alex, Alex wrote the whole best ass thing to make Jess. Um, Upset, but also implied that they had some sort of fling together, and that's what made Jessica slap Hannah, or that Hannah was trying to flirt with him, and that's what, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um, I wrote at the end of this. I wrote drinking contest, and I wrote pool. <laughs> so I think the drinking contest was the whole, uh. Uh, Alex and um, uh, Clay having to drink outside. Yeah, those like 40-ounce beers. And that's when you're like, wait a minute, what, Alex is friends with Justin and Bryce and and Montgomery? How did that happen? (laughs) Monty, who I kept on forgetting who his name was. Who is this guy? (laughs) It's because Monty and Justin look too much alike. Yeah, yeah. Monty's a little prettier. Like he's got like bigger, prettier eyes. 
<laughs> like he okay. looks like he's coming comes right out of a catalog. Whereas Justin, I keep on thinking of him as like the James Franco of the show. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, the pool. I wrote pool because I think that's because Alex fell in the pool, but then he just kind of turns over and floats there. Yeah, because you kind of get the feeling that somebody else might die. Yeah. Somebody, because these kids are messed up. (laughs) I am scared to death watching this show. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, the next one was Tyler, and I like how it opened up with the Cure's song, Fascination Street, which is a great song, but it's also like, you know, Tyler is the, the... Photographer, he's a little peeping Tom, you know. He's yeah, he's very fascinated. Have you uh, with people? So he was, yeah, peeping in on Hannah, and then mm. is this where Hannah and um, Courtney become friends? Yep, yep. He gets and, that picture of Hannah and Courtney making out because they have this like drunken truth or dare, and Tyler is, and it's and it's in order to. You know, she's there to um, stop whoever is peeping in on Hannah because they've got this, like, bear light or something. Yeah. It's like big, bright light, like yeah. uh, s- spotlight. Mm-hmm. It's for, like, when you spotlight and hunt. Like, people will spotlight deer or something to, like, yeah. blind them and then shoot them, and that's unethical. But oh, wow. Yeah, but Courtney is this fascinating character because she's a little, like, overachiever. She's a little yeah. uh, Lisa Simpson. And her, 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 she has two dads. Her dads are gay, but she's terrified of people finding out that she's gay. We got to say, Robert Gant, good old Calvin oh, Krupps, yeah. plays Courtney's dad. So handsome. He looks, <laughs> he looks good. He looks good in a drama yeah. instead of a – he seemed out of place in a silly – you know, popular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was fine, but he looks much more at home in this in this show. And so, but Hannah's like, I don't care what people like. Hannah does not care. Right. It doesn't uh, look like them. You can't tell who they are. Yeah. She's yeah, and Tyler. Tyler has this whole thing. Before we get into Courtney's tape, uh, Tyler has this whole thing where he's he's in love with her because he's been watching her all this time. You know, and it's just so creepy. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. you know, when she uh, rebuffs him, like, he goes ahead and group texts the entire school that photo, but doesn't say who's in the picture. So there's this whole thing where people are not sure. I think the only person that correctly identified the two of them is Bryce. Bryce just, like, knew it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, what else happened here? Oh, oh! So, so this is when Clay starts being a little more proactive on the vengeance track. He's decided to now get revenge for Hannah, so he takes a picture of Tyler in, without his pants on, his butt showing, and then group texts it to an entire school. And he's just and I just I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's very punk for Clay getting revenge. Even though I'm like, should I be rooting for this? This is- I know it's awful. And then, like, Either is way. Clay, like, really guiltless here? Because we don't know what he did in the past. I almost wonder if he's, like, like covered it up in his own head. Like, he doesn't even remember. Like, he doesn't seem to understand what he did wrong. But is it because it's so horrible that he's, like, 
locked it away in his mind because of whatever difficulties he had in the past. I, anyway, we'll find out. So Courtney is the one we have the, the whole dance there in that episode, which, uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I like got so many flashbacks of like what it's like to just sit on the bleachers and stare across yeah, the girl. You're so dying excited to ask to, out, you know? Yep. So excited to go to this, uh, dance that, you know, you're going to sit on the bleachers and not dance at. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's also like that. You know, it's the sadness of that, and like I, I know I've spent a couple of dances just kind of sitting it out, and then just kind of staring at a girl and like thinking about asking her, but not being able to get the guts up to it to do it. And uh, I love that uh, this this kid that's being tutored becomes kind of a character in here as well, and I forget what his name is. Oh yeah, but he's a really he's, nice guy. Yeah, uh, it's, he's very attractive, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, we see. Okay, so this is after Hannah is not friends with Jessica or Alex anymore. So she's she's hanging around with Courtney, and uh, I, I guess these are the little the little goody goody girls. Yeah, that's what I imagine. And the Hannah's parents, his, her dad goes and and Elisa's a new Jeep Cherokee so she'll have something to drive her fr- because they're so anxious for her to have friends. Yeah. So she takes them all to the uh to the dance. She leaves the lights on. I was, oh, I, was I, I saw that as she got out of the Jeep I was like, "Oh, it's probably one of those ones that the lights automatically turn off." But isn't that weird that they don't establish that in the shot, you know, that but they showed that the lights are staying on. So when she couldn't Turned the ignition. I was like, "Oh, so she really did leave the lights on." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, we see at some point. I guess it's in this episode. We see how it really happened. How he didn't say anything to her. They kind of uh, talked, but you know, for somebody that he doesn't know, they sure do talk a lot. <laughs> yes, they were going to theater then, together. They're oh. yeah. And then we see uh, a flashback of how he wished it would. And they had like this banter going back and forth and they start dancing. And then they, oh God. And then, uh, what is it? She puts her arms around him and then she had the blood from her wrists are on him. Because we don't know. This is the first time we we find out what exactly happened. Yeah. Yeah, Because we didn't know. All we know is. You see the kids at school are in a ma- like Jessica's all like has no makeup on and yeah. they they're making this Courtney's making this um memorial at her locker yeah. and but we we don't know any details about it so slowly we find out I think that her, that's, I think Clay's mother says later that she was she um did it in the bathtub like let her yeah. it out in the bathtub Ugh. so Awful. horrible poor kid Ugh. Um, so what else? Uh, oh yeah. There's this whole thing where like, so Courtney's big thing that she does is that she's scared of being outed. So she tells Monty that this other like out and proud lesbian, Laura, uh, uh, wait, wait, that it's Laura and Justin, wait, Laura, Laura and her, Laura and, uh, Hannah in the picture. Right. And then there's this whole thing where like. He said she she says that Justin uh, 
my fingered for her, and she gave uh-huh. him a bead, you know? Uh, so uh-huh. it's like spreads this whole thing to Monty, and then, like, Courtney, what the heck? So I love that Clay decides he's, he takes Courtney up to Hannah's grave to let her know that it's real and that this is not just like some sort of school project and that she was a big part of the reason why she's dead, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Oh, we also see uh, this uh, that Sheriff uh, Mark Pellegrino shows up in this episode. Oh yeah, and then we and we find out Alex's it's dad. Alex's dad. Yeah, there's this whole scary thing where Alex takes Clay on this really fast ride. They keep they steal Clay's bike with Justin and uh, ja- Zach. There's no Josh <laughs> in the show. I don't think. <laughs> I keep thinking there's a Josh. That's the uh, other show. Um. So. Marcus is the whole dollar valentine And Marcus thinks that he's, he's going to have an easy lay With Hannah Yeah, he's he's a charmer uh-huh. And also Hannah When she goes to work at the Movie theater with Clay She's trying to give Clay An, an in A moment where yeah. he can say Don't go out with Marcus Yep And he does it There's so many times So many times so far that that Clay regrets not making some kind of move or doing something because you know it's not just that he likes her; it's that if I had done this, maybe she'd still be alive. Right, exactly. Oh, uh, this episode also had that brutal fight between Alex and Monty. It's a brutal fight. Oh, and I, yeah, brutal! And all the kids are standing around like like bloodlust, like cheering yeah. it on, and you uh, know that's how it is. Filming in it. <laughs> yeah. And their counselor, who is played by Derek Luke, who yes. I think is a terrible actor. Oh. <laughs> yes. Did I like Derek Luke in anything? You know, he was in some Denzel movie. like Oh, Antoine Fisher. Um, and I think Antoine from Antoine Fisher, everybody thought he was going to be a great actor. And, oh, he was in Pieces of April. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. He's, he's, he's in a lot of movies. I'm trying to think if he stuck out in anything. A lot of these movies are kind of like you saw them and then they like Glory Road, Catch a mm-hmm. Fire, Lions for Lambs. These are movies that you saw and then just kind of forgot about. Yeah. Nothing really sticks out to me, so I'll just go along with what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's a, a counselor that came from a bad school. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have a side of a tape for himself eventually. Oh, he, he is. A bit too concerned. Oh, it's definitely happening. What about Sherry? Yeah. What uh, tape was that that she was in? Huh? What, whose tape was she in? Did she have her own tape? Uh, not yet. No. Um. Okay, she's a cheerleader along with Jessica. Yeah, she has this nice little date with Clay where she and they end up like making out, and then it turns out that she's. Like ashamed of what he's going to learn on the tapes And she wanted to make him understand that she's a good person So I guess we're going to find out about it Yeah, she keeps saying, I'm a good person, I'm a good person But also, when they all get together They're kind of afraid of what Clay's going to do Yeah, there's like they don't- whole thing As they go on, episode after episode Like Justin is mainly the one that's pushing it Like, like A, we need to stop Clay from saying anything and B, like I heard one of the one of the things is they don't want Bryce to find out something. So that's hmm. 
Yeah, so that was all that uh, when they were tr- when they got Clay to drink that forty ounce beer, they were trying to get him. I don't know if they're trying to get him to be friends with them. They're trying to get him in their group. Yeah. They also invite him to a party, mm-hmm. and then when they steal his bike and take him on that joy ride. Yeah. It's it's all they're all trying to do something, but they're not doing it. Whatever it is, they're. Doing. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we see at the end of the end of uh, Marcus's date, which yeah, he tries reaching up her skirt, Ugh. and like looking back at his friends, like check it out, like what a scumbag. Oh I yeah, he so brings much. his yeah he brings his friends on the date, like yeah, just to watch. And then what's even worse is uh, when uh uh who's the fr- Zach. Zach? Then Zach moves in and like oh. I I would never do that to you, or what? You know, he was trying to charm her too, and he seems to be a little bit more uh, authentic. Yeah. yeah. And then we see his mother because then Clay goes crazy and uh, keys his car, Zach's car, and Why Zach's me? mother. Yeah. Yeah. And Zach brings his mother brings him over to Clay's house, and you see that he's. Like cowed down around his mother. His mother's like a overbearing. What do you call a tiger mom? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, so Zach is kind of he's not who he pretends to be did, at school. I, I watched this last episode like at midnight last night, so I, I feel like I missed whatever Zach said to Hannah in the cafeteria that had her freak out. Like, did she just not trust him at that point? Like, did not trust him because of the whole... Well, yeah, the whole, she had she had planted a note in her no, little was, basket. This is before that, though. Oh, really? Yeah, she makes a scene, and then there's the whole... Then she starts seeing that Zach is stealing her compliments. And that's when she lays the trap. That she just is like, I'm just going to tell him what's on my mind, how I feel. And then that's the trap. And then he just like balls it up and drops him in the hall, which actually might not have happened. <laughs> and then she like screams at him in the hallway. Why me? So, um, yeah, I don't, I just, I almost want to look back and see what, what she said. He said to her that got her to freak out in the cafeteria. Cause that's where it all started. Also a character is up introduced in this episode that maybe was in the background before, but, uh, seemed more apparent. Uh, his name is Pratters. <laughs> And Pratters is uh, we see him in the uh, the compliments bags class, the communications class, and I was like, "Is that uh, like that's kid, that kid is Spike from uh, Press Gang?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed him, but he looked exactly like um, Dexter Fletcher, but like with like a short short haircut, and a little hat. Oh, he's from Alabama. Oh yeah, Pratters. Yeah, he was in the movie Alabama Moon. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, what about the teacher? Oh, yeah. You wanted to mention, I don't. <laughs> you said that the teacher in this class is a character from the Gilmore Girls, and this is a character that I got when I took a which Gilmore Girls character are you? Yeah, which Gilmore, Ga- is, which Gilmore Girls character are you? And you've got Lane Kim. It's uh, Kiko Agina. She's a teacher with great ankles. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And then someone, one of the kids, told her she had great ankles, and I was like, "Oh wait, this is the teacher." <laughs> it reminded me. 
Uh, yeah, this 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 Zach episode got really trippy with the basketball game, and uh, like the first, like Clay keeps having these fantasies. Like he's gonna, like the first one, he goes up right during the game and punches Zach out. Then there's mm-hmm. like the when Tyler sits next to him on the um, uh, the bleachers and it's like everybody knows what you did. You know, they everybody knows about your nightmares. They everybody knows about you beating off to Hannah and Courtney's post uh, picture. Everybody knows what you did. And then there's this whole thing with the basketball being thrown to them. And then, yeah. And then the capper is um, Clay sees Hannah's bloody body, like, laying in the middle of the court, which uh, makes him, like, just about stop the game. <laughs> and before he leaves, crazy. Yeah, he just freaks out. Yeah. But Tony says some truth here. You don't mess with another guy's car. You just don't. It's just a, it's just a stupid. It's just a terrible thing to do. Yeah, yeah there's something going on with Tony. Like what Clay is up saw, with Tony? saw Tony and his brothers beating somebody up, and he was yeah. like, "Oh, it's just that he he was mean to our sister or something like that." And and Clay's like, "You're following me," and he's like, "I'm not following you." So is he following him? He's totally following him <laughs> because is at he? the end of this episode, like he hands the tapes back. Well, not at the end, because there's something else that happens, which is awesome. Um, yeah, it seems like he's supposed to hand the tapes back to the person that's following. I couldn't get the rules straight in my head when I first listened <laughs> to it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's like everybody's listened to these tapes and knows everything. Clay, and, just listen and to the Clay, tapes. Yeah, just listen. <laughs> just sit and listen to the tapes. You're taking days and days and days. And he has this, like, I mean... I would say it's flimsy, but it seems that this kid has some emotional problems. So he says that he just can't handle it. You know, he, it, it all becomes too real for him and it, we see that it does. So I guess it's, a yeah, I guess that's the, here. um, that, that he's seeing her. It's like he could reach out and touch her Yeah, and then the seed transitions into it's, it's the, it's the, it's now and she's gone. So yeah, I guess he's. So he gives the tapes back to Tony, and you know, like Tony like begs him to take him back and let him help. And so the next day in high school, he goes back to school and he's happy, he's cheery to everybody. And until all of a sudden, he starts hearing Hannah on the PA system. He sees Hannah's names on the t- on the test that he's taking, and that's when he kind of freaks out on the teacher. He's like, "How important was it to you to help Hannah?" <laughs> yeah, there was. There were uh, there were clues. Hannah was there was a cry for help. Yeah, and then he gets he and uh, Sherry have to take these foreign language uh, exchange students for a tour around the school, and he freaks out. <laughs> he says, "Everyone is so nice until you kill yourself," and he says, "The truth will come out." Like it's just a great. I was like, "Oh, that was a perfect episode to to pause and talk about it on because." He's he's being taken away by the counselor, and that whole group is just standing there watching him. And um, I think it's Justin who says, "Well, oh, the rules have changed." <laughs> so I'm very intrigued to continue. So the rules have changed because he hasn't uh, finished the tapes, I guess, or the fact that he is he seems like on the offense now, like completely, like he's uh, not just like reacting to these tapes. He is he is on the offense. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's coming after them. 
Very good stuff. <laughs> anyway, we should wrap Very this up. Good. We should get to our inter- our act break, and then future Robin and Steph will be back to talk about the, the remainder of the episodes. So, you got anything more to say about our first seven episodes? Um, I feel like uh, before now, teen dramas were written for teens. And I feel like this, because it's Netflix, it's oh, yeah. for everybody. It's explicit sexually. It's It's got um, foul language on it. It's definitely not just for kids. This is, uh, this is something I, I'm definitely sinking my teeth into. Um, so, but it's but also very real. <laughs> it's very yeah, real and it's and very scary that it's so and, real. Oh my gosh. And just like everything, there's the, uh, the think pieces written about, oh, this glorifies suicide mm-hmm. or... Oh, this, um, you know, like victim blames or uh, slut shames or whatever, you know. I'm reserving my judgment. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, just watch it. Yeah. Why has there got to be, why has everything got to be so controversial? I know. But then again, you know, I was just reading an article uh, today about like, should STEM have been made, you know, and I kind of was feeling a little weird about listening to it, you know, after I get done reading the article. So, yeah, but that was the, the same with uh serial, like as far as uh Hayes family, yeah. you know, they didn't ask for this to be brought back up 20 years later. Yeah. All right. All right. We're getting off topic. We should take this conversation off the podcast, but uh, so we'll be back after the uh, little intermission for our, our, closing discussion which will probably be another hour From our little musical intermission, and it's now about two weeks later. Um, if uh, if we sound any different, it's because Steph is now full of spaghetti, and I'm full of macaroni uh, and cheese. Yeah. Uh, and we're two weeks old. Carbs. Older. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to New York and back. Hey, how was that? Oh, it was wonderful. Good. It was a lot of fun. Good. We already talked about it. That's true. In the past, which was almost it was the future from the beginning of this podcast. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I, I have the 
get into this conversation with you about 13 Reasons Why and finishing it off, but I got to say, like, I as as we got as I f- started finishing this TV series, I was thinking to myself how like I was like, oh man, I can't really be too goofy talking about this show. <laughs> yeah, it's a very somber, wow. yeah, rever- referential. You have to be very uh, respectful, reverential. So if you reverent, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So so listeners, if you haven't, if you've gotten this far and you're like, well, where are they again? We we're now going to talk about the rest of the series, starting with episode eight. Okay, so in our little mega mega, we don't want to wait episode. Yeah, because okay, the first half, the first like this series gets in. Yeah, yes, it's very melodramatic. Mm-hmm. This kid is he's has some issues and he's trying to overcome, you know, uh, the loss of his friend and the regret that he has, and you know, discovering all that's going on in this, you know, this seedy town this like like this is a beautiful town mm-hmm. and these are very nice people but some terrible things have happened but this starting in the second half it starts escalating mm-hmm. to some terrible things and yeah <laughs> it's interesting because you know it this is a show that wants to take on everything it wants to take on bullying it wants to take on cyberbullying it wants to take on rape suicide um, and you can distinguish between like there are some of these reasons where it's like, hey, you should have paid attention to me when I needed attention. You should have been there for me when I I needed you. And then there are some that it's like you fucking raped me, you know. Like so, so there's there's different levels of uh, of uh, of guilt. guilt of, yeah. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, Gosh, I mean, if any any kid is going through this, that's listening to this for some reason. Please get help. People are out there. Not everybody is as idiotic as Mr. Porter, but we'll get to him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with uh, uh, tape, whatever side, whatever the eight, the eighth episode of uh, Thirteen Reasons Why, which is the one that's dedicated to Ryan, who has turned out to be one of my favorite characters, if not. Uh, j- Basically, for reasons we get into later, him basically telling Courtney to fuck off every other minute, uh, which was a great scene. But um, this one, it's uh, Hannah basically gets a new friend in this episode, and it's Ryan. And you're like, okay, how is Ryan going to let her down now? And it's uh, it turns out that he's the guy that prints this uh, this magazine. See, I thought it was just a note that was being passed around with the best ass, worst ass thing. But I guess this went. This is material for some sort of magazine that Ryan makes that gets distributed. So, hmm. well, now what do you think about? He should not have printed her poem without her permission. I know. I think that's very tacky. Yeah. Not every. Not everything people write is meant to be seen. She didn't want that. You know, everybody to know about that. I know, and it, and it's funny because it's like he thinks that. If she, sh- he's helping yeah. her. He says your pain is important to other people, and he doesn't see it as a way for her to express herself. And you know, it's like she's reaching out through her poetry, you know, and to this little group, and to him who you know she becomes friends with, and 
he just completely betrays that trust like immediately. Um, yeah, he says that um, I did it because I knew it was best. <laughs> Um, and of course the poem gets read aloud in class and there's laughter and oh poor Hannah. Yeah. This is the episode also with the mountain climbing, which I'm just like, what are you doing, Clay? <laughs> are you crazy? Yeah. I I mean he yeah. he's hesitant at first, but I, I, I but all of a sudden he's like halfway up this thing and I'm like, What what is wrong with you? Is this the one where he calls Tony the, you know, you're like a weird Yoda. <laughs> you're like a, uh, and he later. is like, Tony is not, t- he's like, Tony's like trying to teach him something without telling him anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's as if he wants to stick around because maybe he thinks that Clay is going to hurt himself once he gets to the part. This is a big mystery about wh- why is Tony constantly stalking clay and i think it's that he knows that clay might hurt himself um and and it's we talked about the list a lot in the first part is something i jumped on to quite a bit which was the clay had something happen in his past and he might just melt down again over this and it never really came back up again but i think maybe tony knew about it and he wanted to protect clay and make sure he doesn't hurt himself. Was this the episode where Clay discovered the F word? <laughs> yes. It, they, he screams it. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, he starts using it. Like, he's like, I'm so upset. I need a word <laughs> that helps me, helps to express how angry and upset I am. And then he, yeah, he uses it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, our little, our little boy's growing up. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Tony says that uh, he saw Hannah deliver the box to his house and he listened to it and then immediately jumped into his awesome car and sped sped over to her house and uh, like just in time to see her body bag being what he he says, the body bag just like thrown in the ambulance, (laughs) Uh (laughs) which I don't know. Oh, Clay also finds out that uh, Tony's gay in this episode, too. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I think this was brilliant because the whole <laughs> series, I'm like, Tony's gay and it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's not made into a big deal. No. Why is Clay, like, not acknowledging these guys who are around? <laughs> like, he's just like, hey, Tony, you know, and, and the, like... Finally, Clay's like, oh, my God, you're gay. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> um, what else? I wrote down Alex gets meds for his stomach and ends up saying sorry to Mr. Baker. And this is the – this must have been like something maybe – I don't know. The, what happens to Alex kind of comes out of nowhere at the end for me. But, I mean, the, the signs are there. You know, and I think this whole stomach problem that he's having in this episode is part of it. What? What happens at the end? What happens at the end with Alex? Yeah. He he shot himself in the head, Steph. Do you not remember? Alex? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, at the end of the series. I'm thinking of the episode. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Alex was not handling this well. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody was like it, nobody was handling this well, but nobody was uh, aware that the of the people who were especially not handling this well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the rest I have here. Baker's at dinner, young mother. Oh, and Mrs. Baker pretends that uh, Anna's still alive. Uh, yes. Oh, God, that's just heartbreaking. <laughs> because she doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, you know, we're watching The Leftovers mm-hmm. and how... Um, oh, the oh Nora keeps getting babies handed to her? <laughs> well, and she covers up, she, ta- she gets a tattoo... And she covers up her kids' names because she's like, people are going to ask me about that right. for the rest of my life. And I'm I'm going to have to continuously talk about mm-hmm. it. So she covers it up with a Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. Wu-Tang Gang. Yeah. That's what she calls it. Wu-Tang <laughs> Gang. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the last thing in this episode is uh, it kind of brings it to a head. The, the poem gets brought to Mrs. Baker. Clay brings it to her. Uh, okay. So – uh, episode nine. Um, hold on a second. I, I, there's some children talking loudly, and I need to just close the door a little bit. Oh, but it's precious. It sounds like okay. the sounds of angels. <laughs> I'm not editing this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that was some uh, behind the scenes there, listeners. Um, so ep- episode nine is uh, Justin's second tape, which I kind of felt cheated on, but uh, whatever. It works. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, are we just going to redo everybody that we already listened to?" Like, well, I mean, but Justin is a, a fascinating character because, okay, is this the one where we find out where we go to the party? Mm-hmm. This is the first story we- from the party where Hannah is hiding in the room, and um, it- it's not explicitly shown that Bryce is the one that rapes Jess. Yeah, you can't tell, but, but yeah. you know it's not Justin. Yeah, you see Justin leave the room and leave her unconscious. And then later on, we realize that Justin gave Bryce permission oh. to rape Jessica. Oh my God! This is why Justin is going around insinuating that they should just kill Clay. Yeah, it's crazy. And and then and you're wondering what? Why is Justin protecting Bryce so? Much, and it's because because Bryce has so much power and money and influence in his family that he's helped Justin out. He's gave him a place to live. Justin would be on the street mm-hmm. hungry if it wasn't for Bryce. Yep. So I mean, I th- I feel like it 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 explains pretty well just exactly why Justin would turn a blind eye and allow that to happen to his girlfriend. Oh my God, that's crazy. And, and this is related to all this, but um, we were talking in the first part about how they were saying, well, we can't let Bryce hear the tapes, you know? And, and it's during this, we realized that uh, it's so they, he doesn't hear mention of the story about the the rape happening on there. So, Sorry, okay. calling in Sunday. It's okay. Mother's Day. I accidentally signed up to work on Mother's what? Day. I'm not doing. I know it's crazy. Okay, <laughs> but but I I mentioned this because in the first part also I said I couldn't figure out how what was going on with these tapes, and in the second part is when I really realized what ha- what was happening was that the tapes had gotten the clay and then he was supposed to pass them on to the next person in line, which was Bryce. So they were going to stop Clay from passing it on, and that's one of the reasons why they oh, had to stop him, stop him from doing it. Oh, okay. Because it goes yeah. to Bryce, and maybe the tapes get destroyed. I mean, I guess they're kind of like 
you know, I'm sure some of them are like, we can't let these tapes get destroyed. And then the other half is like, oh man, Bryce is going to learn all this stuff about us or, you know, maybe he's, he'll have even more power or just, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fact that, you know, how is he going to react when all these people think he's a rapist, you know? Mm-hmm. What will Bryce do? Yeah. Because he has so much power and influence. So that's really what was happening in the flashback. I I did mention want to mention that you know the whole thing were so horrible. Like Hannah in the closet and just seeing you know we see like silhouettes really, and but you hear like Jess like kind of crying about it, and it's just so horrible. And yeah, and and okay, you we have seen in the present how Jess has started. Uh, drinking more and more uh-huh. Like she's just drunk all the time And why is she with Bryce so much Why is she like Blowing off Justin to go hang out with Bryce And getting her Bryce, uh, Showing Bryce her dad's guns Oh yeah yeah Like what is up with that Like it's it's like Stockholm Syndrome Or something <laughs> Why is she Well she you know, you know knowing the progression of the tapes Her tape was earlier so she's heard all this t- all these tapes and so she's just in denial about the whole thing. But it's she actually says in this episode, maybe Hannah wasn't lying, but she doesn't quite go f- for with it. But so that's what she's saying that Hannah was lying about. Yeah, yeah. That she just didn't want to uh, admit that she had been raped by Bryce. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see what else happens. Uh, Porter. Sh- but but wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Oh, good. But in the flashback of the party, you see Jess is not really drinking. She's drinking a little bit, but it's just how her drinking progresses to the present. I think she was pretty drunk at that party, though. Well, but she was like how most normal teenage girls are. Like, oh, I'm going to drink a drink, and oh, okay, guess I'll have another one. But they're not really so gung-ho about drinking, but they're just like... And just how a little bit of alcohol affected her a lot. Yeah, yeah. She's and then now whatever. now she's constantly in the present. She's constantly. Drinking. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah, the alcohol is definitely affecting her. She was going to pass out there if Justin just if everybody just left her alone. Mm-hmm. Um. So, let's see. Um. This is the one where uh, Clay gets set up by Marcus uh, for with three day suspension. Uh, for drugs in his bag Like he comes up and bu- buddies up to him And sticks drugs in his bag Then rats him out to Porter And Porter ends up giving him a three day suspension mm-hmm. um, And then he's got a report to the police station and that's when he has this conversation With his mother Lainey Who I just love this actress Every time she she was on the screen I really I really enjoyed her performance There's something quirky about her <laughs> I don't know Mm-hmm. Uh, basically saying, you know, if uh, somebody hurt someone and didn't come forward, because that person be prosecuted, you know, and and um, um, even if and uh, and that's this is where the plan starts. Yeah, because because where Clay is starting to plan to scheme to get this taken care of. Because his his mother said, like, even if the crime can't be prosecuted, that doesn't mean it should go unpunished. Or maybe that was Clay that said that. That sounds more like mm-hmm. Clay. I just wrote the quote down. <laughs> Uh, Clay tells Justin to tell Jess the truth Bryce said what's mine is yours Yeah And Justin tried to stop but Bryce threw him out Uh, Oh yeah This is also when Clay decides to attack Tony in his garage (laughs) 
Um, but that's cooled down pretty quickly. And then he just, Tony again is just like, listen to all the tapes and then we'll talk. So, okay. So we move on to episode 10, which is Sherry. And this is all about the accident. It starts off with the clay seeing the accident and running. And then we, we've kind of back, back up. And, uh, yeah, this is all about, um, I don't know. You see, you see clay leaving the party and Hannah's upset. And it's because we find out later that he, Clay and Hannah were intimate um, mm-hmm. But um, Sherry does this cartwheel test Which is cute I, l- I like Sherry a lot mm-hmm. She's really cute Yeah yeah. I, I was like oh good I hope you know back earlier I was like oh I hope Sherry and Clay get together And then that, then that went nowhere uh-huh. But uh, but oh the, th- the thing About this accident where she knocked over The, the uh, stop sign It was like later on Then we find out oh somebody died Yeah, yeah. And then we find out later, oh, it was the guy that Clay was tutoring. It was Josh. Josh? Yeah. His name's Josh? His name's Josh. And I was like, God, that's hard. Like, it, there was, oh, it Jeff, was not, Jeff, not sim- Jeff, sorry. I was going to say, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. Jeff Atkins, yeah. And then, like, and then, like, later on, we go to his parents' house, and, oh, God, that was just heartbreak. It was not very sentimental and long and drawn out. It was just... Boom! Well, it, Jeff's dead. It's it's it was so surprising because you know Clay is having all these different scenes with him, and he's not the most he you know so little scenes with him because that it mm-hmm. doesn't really stick out to you like oh this is like like a main character. He's more of a recurring background character, but every time you see him, he's just talking. He he's getting tutored and he's talking to Clay and he's being very supportive. He's being a very good friend and he's urging him to go after Hannah and just being like he's just like one of those jock guys that um you could you could buddy around with, you know? Um you know, nerdy mm-hmm. kid could buddy around with. And he's just like like a sweetheart of a guy. And then all of a sudden boom you find out that it was him that died. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, well, not interesting. I uh, I was like, "What the heck?" Okay, so let me. Sorry, let me backtrack. So, Hannah and Sherry drive, and uh, Sherry runs into the stop sign, and they both get out, and they're just arguing over it. And Sherry's like, "I can't afford any sort of problems with my license," and I all all this time I was just like, "It's a stop sign. You knocked a stop sign over. What, what's the big deal?" You know. Um, I, I felt like they could have explained a little bit more like this is like a blind turn or something like that. Like nobody will – people will crash if this stop sign is knocked down, you know? Yeah. Um, they it, it almost seemed like they knew what was going to happen <laughs> you know, before it happened. Uh, they, they were really ratcheting up the scene to make it more important than it was. But it was – it turned out to be pretty important though because poor Josh died. And then there was this whole thing with the – it was like an old man behind the wheel. The elderly, yeah, yeah, the elderly couple. And Sherry goes to their house and has made friends with them and will not say anything. She, like Clay's, trying to get her to uh, admit that you know what happened with the stop sign. And yeah. finally, later on, she does call the police and admit it. Right. Yeah. Everybody's having this. That's another episode, but it's like everybody's meeting in Monet's, and she goes to the meeting and then stops and just calls the police <laughs> outside. Mm-hmm. She says it's the biggest mistake to her, of her life, and that was the whole thing that she was worried that Clay would find out and and hate her for. Um. Uh, what else? There's a lawsuit going on. Yeah, Bakers are arguing they, about uh, whether to pursue it or not. 
Yeah, the school system wants to give them two hundred thousand dollars, and the the baker, uh, Hannah's mother, runs into Clay's mother, the uh, attorney, in the bathroom oh, yeah, and says, yeah. "You know, like, is your child's life worth two hundred thousand dollars?" Yeah, right. Uh, I yeah, I definitely wanted Lainey to wake up a little bit more in this scene, you know, in this and uh, this show. But I think she was really also trying to pursue the truth as you know as a lawyer as well you know obviously as a parent you can't just accept two hundred thousand dollars for the death of your child but there's also like really is the school responsible is it really responsible and and yeah she wants somebody to pay yeah and miss baker wants somebody to pay as it turns out it, it school was responsible i mean the poem got read out in class and you know everybody seemed to notice that hannah was getting heckled and of course porter was the worst of them all um and even that teacher goes to porter and is like should i say anything and he's like maybe you should kind of not say anything you mean lane kim lane kim Sorry. went to oh and oh my gosh in a couple of weeks you're gonna be going oh my god oh my god oh because the lawyer yeah. <laughs> Baker's like, yeah, I, I recognized his face because uh, I've seen his face before, but I don't know if he's been in anything else. Um, probably has. Um, but uh, yeah, he seemed like a cool actor. I mean, Netflix is brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they need. They know what they're doing. They need to get their rights on uh, My So Called Life and kind of put in the uh, suggestions for what's a watch after 13 reasons why maybe i don't know never seen the show before probably gonna start watching it next week right <laughs> yep i like the stoner cashier and he's like anytime brother and clay's just like i'm not your brother <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I like that part um uh yeah and clay oh oh yeah so we go to the swing set and clay is uh having this like heart to heart with tony and oh yeah, I forgot to mention he like almost threw him. Did it, is that where he almost threw him? No, that's at the end of this one. Never mind. Right, where he's standing up on the ledge and almost kills himself because he's so guilty. Yeah, because he listened to his tape. I'm sorry. It's, Wait, what? Where? <laughs> I was thinking what? about when Clay was standing on the ledge, like about like contemplating killing himself, and Tony was there trying to talk him back. And I I thought that was on the edge of the mountain they climbed, but it was actually like a. A ho- like one of those Hollywood Hill passes where they pull over when Tony takes him on a ride. Because, yeah, episode 11, it's Clay's tape, right? So it's interesting how this is set up because, like, like I swear, these last few episodes I just binged. And especially, like, this last mm-hmm. – the last scene of episode 10 is, like, this swing set scene and Clay's, like, talking to Tony – and uh, and he's he's like my tape is next, isn't it? And Tony's like, yep. And and he's like, and, and Clay's like, did I kill Hannah Baker? And he and Tony's like, yeah. And Tony's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he, what? he could have been a little bit more like we all did, you know, like a little bit because well, that was said a lot in, in in these episodes. Like we all killed Hannah Baker, you know, because we're all you know assholes and part of our own life, you know. But uh, so uh, in episode eleven. Um, Jeff, of course, is the super awesome guy that pushes him back into going back into the party. And he just, oh man, it just gave me flashbacks of like 
teen romance that I've been involved in, you know, like, like how important and how how much is conveyed in just holding hands with somebody, just suddenly having a physical oh. touch, you know. Yeah. Really, oh, I know. When they're walking through the house yeah. and uh, Clay reaches his hand out to grab her hand, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's finally happening. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, yeah. It was like all this time of him being so scared to to uh, do anything, he's finally going to let his guard down and be vulnerable and show uh, what his feelings are for Hannah. Right. And then <laughs> there's some kissing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and then we see this painful to me painful because you know it's not going to happen. But Hannah has this mm-hmm. fantasy of what her life's going to be now with Clay in her life. They're together, and everything can be happy. You like see scenes of them like ho- holding hands together. Scenes with them with their, like Mrs. Baker and mm-hmm. just. Out at Monet's um, yeah. at the coffee shop, and oh. yeah. But yeah, just like with, uh, I, uh, I mean, she starts, she starts remembering what uh, Justin did to her, and uh, Bryce's Marcus rape and, and Bryce grabbing her butt, yeah. and just and then just screams at Clay, and I guess his, uh, and then this like painful like thing. Of what's happening in Clay's head He's like watching this whole scene happen And um, He's he's like why, uh, Hannah's like why did you leave To him and I'm just like oh Yeah when he's like I just, I'm just going to do what she says to do And mm-hmm. then he said I shouldn't have done what she said I should have stayed there yeah. And told her that I was not going to leave And but it's nice yeah, that Hannah so kind of lets him says at the end of the tape that like your name doesn't belong here, but you you know you need to be here um, to hear my story. You know, and she says that I didn't even deserve you. Like oh, <laughs> but this this whole thing, um, this is where the unhelpful Yoda <laughs> quote comes up. I have that in my notes here. <laughs> yeah, man, Tony. I just want to be friends with Tony and just hang out with him all the time because just he's the best. It just is. He's pretty cute. His <laughs> hair is pretty awesome. And he's got those those light brown eyes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's adorable. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is, we, we, we have them at Monet's and then Sky comes in here and does the tarot reading and Tony's like spooked by it and <laughs> goes to another table. <laughs> and that's where we see Sky's wrist scars. And, um, but yeah, this is when Clay steps to the edge and Imagines an alternate reality where he says says all the things right and um uh, and then, oh yeah just in that that whole sequence where she's like why couldn't you just tell me this while I was alive and they just kind of hold each other and it's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense you know obviously Hannah's dead and maybe she maybe she like imagined this happening when he left you know and mm-hmm. of course he's imagining. What would be like if he just stayed? And it's just so like painful. <laughs> and I'm like yeah. welling up I mean, during this whole thing. Yeah, because to to me that's the whole show. The whole show is: Would Hannah still be alive if somebody had done anything differently? Yeah, said something. Just to anybody, you know. Just like she gave. Well, which never mind. We'll get to that. But you know, she gave <sighs> many people multiple opportunities. Right. 
to change the course of what was going to happen. And Clay, and then, and about this point, I'm like, oh my god, because we kept seeing the rape, we kept seeing, you know, the painful things with her that happened, and I was like, oh my god, we're going to have to watch her suicide. Yeah. I kept dreading it. I kept thinking it's going to happen. We're going to have to watch. That. I was also worrying because they, in the earlier episodes, her like like catatonic fantasies during like some of her, you know, the flashbacks you see Bryce, the image of Bryce raping Jess. And then you see like blended in with clay and Hannah, like kissing with his shirt off and all that. And I was like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. they play like, like rape her. And yeah. <laughs> you know, like had some sort of like horrible, Oh Jesus. So, uh, so that's that's it for the flashback. I mean, the stuff that happens in the present. I mean, we meet Justin Justin's uh, mother's scumbag boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, who's just a real winner. And you can see why Justin keeps getting pushed into Bryce's world because that's a more well, I don't know about stable, but <laughs> comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, could you be, imagine being a teenage boy? You could go live in somebody's pool house, yeah. drugs. Food, mm-hmm. video games. Yeah. You know what more could you want? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and then we see like Justin being ignored by everybody, and then finally has to go to Alex's house. And uh, Alex is having you can see Alex is having some issues because like his father is very much like yeah, my boy like stood up to like a bully. I don't I don't approve of fighting, but man, you know sometimes you got to kick somebody's ass. And he's got this older brother who seems like. You know, like the all-star. And uh, so when Justin kind of shows up at this house, he kind of sees what's going on here. But um, but uh, this all leads to that showdown at Bryce's house where Alex and Justin go to Bryce's and have to drag Jess out. Because he's like, she's like pushing it and she's just like sitting on his lap just to see what Justin will do. And... Um, and Justin ends up screaming at her, he raped you. <laughs> and Bryce mm. says, what the fuck did you just do? So, um, yeah, it's just like, oh, my God. Uh, da, 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 da. No, that's when Mrs. Baker finds that paper with all the names circled. And it says, there are yeah. others. Hashtag season two. <laughs> yeah, she's so confused by it. And, you know, when she when she listens to the tapes that piece of paper will all make sense yep yep so yeah 12 is bryce and um you know that's when oh god clay goes to his house yeah to buy drugs the the opening of this episode you see hannah all disheveled wet like and it looks like her shirt's been pulled and like all this stuff, like she looks really messed up and she just kind of is walking yeah, along so the road despondent. and she just kind of looks into the camera and then it flashes back and it's like, oh God, this is not going to be good. <laughs> but yeah, she like disappoints her parents by losing the bank deposit. Oh God. And cause you know, her parents are having money problems anyway. Yeah. They used to, because they lived in a big house mm-hmm. when he worked for Walmart or whatever is Walmart. Waltrex. And well, yeah, and so they live in this little, which I love that little bungalow house. Um, and you know they're constantly fighting about money, yeah. and uh, they can't make the 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 store 
work and he's trying to you know he's like mentioning to people uh he, he runs into he goes to the he goes to wall tracks and he runs into somebody somebody's yeah, parent yeah well, it was uh it's uh calvin krupp's coming out of there oh okay and he was <laughs> like dead. you know your doctor you need to get a prescription you want me to call the doctor oh no no that's okay so yeah, yeah calvin krupp's was <laughs> he's uh he's changed his pharmacy to Waltrex, and uh so anyway, they're having money problems, mm-hmm. and she's trying to be helpful and responsible. And she loses the money. Who was it that she was calling when she left the money on top of the jeep? Uh, well, I don't know, because she goes to see Clay afterwards, and Clay is like not in, like she hasn't talked to him since that night, so he's upset with mm-hmm. her. So I don't know. Um, but this is right where she starts saying like, "Life would be better without me." And uh, are you looking for signs? It looks like nothing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, that and then when, okay, her parents go to sleep, so she sneaks out of the house. Yep. And, and is like drawn to this party. Yep. I don't understand why she's just drawn to this she party. She the sounds and- of it. And- you know, she's like, I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give social interaction one more try. I think. And then, of course, said, Jess talks her into coming into the hot tub, and they all leave her with Bryce. It's just, ugh. yeah. And okay, so when that rape happens, I mean, oh, her her wrists are digging into the brick on the uh-huh. on the hot tub, and she's just like. It's it's like she's dead. Yeah. It's like that was the the last straw. That was, that was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, it just it, that was yeah. Just, that was the point where she couldn't live anymore. And it's really kind of hard to see uh, uh, Justin Prentice, who we know from My Zombie. It's you know Brody, who is just this Bro. super cool, super cool, hilarious, you know, dumb, dumb dunderhead, uh, <laughs> um, and just acting like this and. Uh, and it really, I, I was happy. I watched the. Did you watch the Beyond the Reasons? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was glad because you know he he's he's there in there talking about how hard it was to do that. You know how hard. It was yeah, to very. Uh, very. He was he was very articulate and and he's immediately like Bryce needs to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the, it's just it's such a horrible, horrible, horrible scene. And it goes on for quite a while. For way too long, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's way too long. I mean, it was way too long for me com- for you to be comfortable. But it's also like, you know, I don't know. It's just to see the the horror of this. You have to see this to kind of know why, I guess. <laughs> Her twelfth reason. Yeah, why. because yeah, exactly. Because at the beginning of this, you're like, she's a beautiful young girl, and I, and I know I know people that suffer from depression yeah. and. When people say, "Why are you depressed? You have no reason to be depressed," yeah, you know that's such a slap in the face. Uh-huh. But 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 we had to they the show had to make its case of why this beautiful girl would go to such extreme, you know, to to take her life like that. So a girl who has who has everything going for uh-huh. her. She didn't have such good grades because as she had told. The, the uh the counselor you know she wanted to go to nyu and yeah and he told her okay well that's good you know he acted like to her uh he was positive about it but when i think it was when he was interviewed by maybe clay's mom 
he was saying that she had these unrealistic goals right. because her grades weren't that good. So uh, in the present time, this is uh, the subpoenas go out and Alex is happy. And this is when Tyler is very much like, I want in on this. And uh, Monty knocks him to the floor because Monty is the worst person ever. <laughs> like second, you know, second only to Bryce, of course. Um, uh, so Jess and Justin talk and um, she's upset that. Justin covered it up and he explains that, you know, Bryce was there for him and yada, yada. But, uh, so, so this is when we see Clay, um, go to the store and he buys nail polish and, um, and then does this like tape recorder exchange with, uh, Tony. And it's like, I'm just watching this going, okay. And I wasn't quite, I couldn't quite. Oh, I know. I, for the longest, I was like, what is going on? This does not make any sense. <laughs> What's nail polish for? I had no idea. Yeah, until finally, finally, it all made sense in the end. Yeah. When he when he reaches into that backpack at Bryce's house and he's like, oh. And, the, and Bryce is like, oh, you don't have the money, do you? And, and I'm like, oh, I know what he's doing. Of course. <laughs> he's trying to record. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, and he's like smiling. Yeah. You know, he's like, he got his face beat in, but he's smiling. And then when he leaves, he's like <sighs> celebrating, like Screaming, yelling. Screaming, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was great about that, uh, I mean, it was just so <sighs> visceral. It The whole the whole thing where he reaches and he records and he talks to Bryce and he pretty much is like, starts saying like, admit what you did. And then ends up like getting his face pounded in and getting kicked a couple times. And then there's some time that passes and then he kind of gets back consciousness, pulls himself up to a chair. And then Bryce is just like, yeah, you got my respect now, you know, and, and, uh, pours him a drink and, and, you know, it's like Bryce thinks he's got the upper hand now. And then now this, this guy is probably, he's thinking that maybe Clay's going to be like another Justin, you know, he's going to be another one of his guys, you know, and, and, and he just tries talking and relating it. And that's why he says, you want to call it rape, call it rape. And uh, like you said, yeah, the whole... he says, go ahead. Yeah. He says, you want to call it rape? Well, all the girls at school want to be raped. Yeah. Oh. Like he thinks that every st- female student wants to have sex with him. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Sadie is not happy with Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sadie did not enjoy 13 years. <laughs> Uh, this is also with the Tyler buying a gun and, um, and he gets a seat at the table and that's when Sherry calls 911 and Tyler thinks that Bryce should be the scapegoat for everybody. Alex is ready to to tell the truth, but all throughout this Courtney's just like not giving in. She's staying very firmly in the closet (laughs) and will not have any part in, uh, in this. Admitting that that's her in the picture. Yeah. It's just such a little thing as compared to all the bigger things. And yeah. uh, I loved how Ryan was just telling her to fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. Because Cor- the thing is, Courtney didn't learn. Like, uh, okay, Jess had such a character arc. And a lot of them had such great character arcs. Courtney did not have a character arc, and that was the point of her character, was that she didn't change. Right. She s- 
she didn't change her mind. She didn't change her feelings. She was not going to admit she did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. She was not going to be ashamed and was not going to be embarrassed. And, you know, at the beginning of the series, you think that she's going to be one of the people that um, you can empathize with. That, that's a good person. And, you know, because it, at the beginning, she's like doing all these memorializing for Hannah and all this and uh, mm-hmm. talking nice things about her. But really, she just wants to get Hannah buried and <laughs> move on. Get over yeah. it. Get, yeah. Get this, you know, in the past. Uh, this is the episode where um, Tony finally tells her, his boyfriend Brad what's going on. Uh, this is where the Justin's mother's boyfriend like chokes Justin and the mother ends up choosing the boyfriend over Justin. Mm-hmm. And Justin steals. And so Justin and Justin doesn't have Bryce anymore. So Justin is on the streets. He's like wandering the the town. So we have we have him stealing cash and a gun from uh, the boyfriend. So th- this boyfriend seems to be a drug dealer. We have Tyler buying a gun in an alleyway. We know that Jess has access to guns, and then at the end of the episode, as um, Clay is screaming on his bike and driving and riding home. We find out that uh, there's a 17 year old in an ambulance with a gunshot to his head. So we're like, so you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> Who yeah. is it? And very frustratingly, uh, the 13 episode does not open up with that answer right away. <laughs> you have to wait till the end of the very last episode to find out. So I don't know. You want to get into the 13th reason? Sure. God. So this is Mr. Porter's tape. Hannah's confused. Uh, yeah, Hannah's Hannah's confused by Tony's tape recorder was just so charming and like really rub it in <laughs> that I'm the oldest person on earth. Um, <laughs> and we find out that the blue nail polish is for the tapes. And yeah, because you see that she's wearing the blue nail polish, yeah. and she says she's going to give it one more chance and. You see, you see her uh, take those razor blades too from her from her parents. Oh uh, God, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh God, we're gonna have to watch it. Yeah, and it's it's so painful because it's like this happens right under her parents' nose, you know. And her parents, you know, they're just adulting. <laughs> they're doing, they're busy mm-hmm. and they're adulting, and they know their kid is a good kid, and you know, and and just. They wouldn't have done anything different. Like they couldn't have done anything different. You know, kids just kids purposely keep things from their parents. She goes to this. They have teenagers have secret lives. Uh huh. Oh my god, are we going to have to watch that show? What the secret circle? The secret lives (laughs) of the American teenager. Oh, that one. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, uh, and yeah, this is where Hannah goes goes to the school. And Bryce and his fellow champions come into the school, and Bryce uh, gives Hannah a wink as he's walking by, and it's like, oh, fuck Ugh. you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she has to sit down with Porter, and I thought it was going to be the phone buzzing that really uh, made, pushed Hannah over the edge. Like, he was going to end up taking the phone call, and that's, gonna, that's what's going to push her over the edge. Mm-hmm. But... Because Porter, he's got a small child at home. Yeah. He's got a baby. And so he's him and his wife are kind of preoccupied with that. Right. And she says all these things like, I need everything to stop. Um, I need my life to stop. Yeah. And 
when she starts telling him about the rape, you know, he's like, his first like reaction is like, did you consent? And then like change your mind. <laughs> uh huh. Did something happen that you regret doing? Yeah. It's just, uh, oh. and this is just a complete, complete fuck up by, by, by him. And no wonder he's telling his wife in an earlier episode, I'm, I'm going to probably lose my job. Um, and, uh, and then he's like, if he, we need a name, I need a name to help you. And if you can't give me a name and face up to this, you're going to have to figure out a way to move on, which I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just 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 get over it. Just move yeah. on. Just move past it. <sighs> and she gets upset and leaves. And it's like the same thing with Clay. She's waiting for someone to just kind of come after her, you know, to stop her. And stop her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we just see her like walking out of the school and this whole monologue where she's just like, none of you care and neither do I. And. And it turns out that she's been recording the whole thing, and and then uh, she says, "End of tape thirteen. Nothing more to say." <laughs> and that's where she drops off that uniform. The I think we saw that in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Like I wrote down in my notes, I'm like, "Oh, I didn't need to see that." <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was very uncomfortable. It was so rough. I don't want to. I don't think we need to describe it for the listeners, but it's just brutal. Mm-mm. And so, but what I want to know is, how does this glamorize or glorify suicide? I don't know, but I've seen these stupid just think pieces, it, and they're dumb. <laughs> just, they're dumb. Yeah. Well, and and there all these principals are terrified, and I know that there's copycat. You know, yeah. when there's a school shooting. Or a mass shooting, there's another one and a few days later. It's like it, it doesn't occur to people to do something terrible until they see it in the news. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I know that people want to prevent somebody from from committing suicide, but what, how in the world do you glamorize it? I don't understand. Stor- stories get told, you know, and sometimes they're popular with teenagers and uh, – like like they've said in like many interviews, they did not make it look pretty. I, I mean, I think uh, if anything uh, that maybe they could claim some sort of responsibility for is at first and, you know, <clears throat> maybe this is um, something that's, you know, obviously – Parental guidance is needed to watch this show. Um, yeah, and, don't just let your kid watch this alone and not talk about it. But it fir- it's a, that's what's the point. The point of the show is it's made for parents and it's made for teenagers to watch separately or together and to talk about and discuss. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. It doesn't seem it's not just for entertainment's sake mm-hmm. alone. It's it's to start a conversation. I feel like it has. Yeah. I feel like everybody's talking about it, and uh, you know, and principals sending notes home with you know, and uh, emails for students, parents to, to you know to be aware. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Instead of you know, the way I grew up is if it's uncomfortable and it's uh, emotional and it's something that you don't want to think about you just don't talk about it and you don't think about it and then it just won't happen (laughs) no that's not how it works (laughs) 
you get it out in the you get it out in just out in the open and you discuss it because that's what we do. We've always been very blunt about everything mm-hmm. with Morgan, and we we talk about it yeah. and kid about things that probably shouldn't be kidded about, but we do. Just yeah. I would just rather her feel comfortable bringing things up to us than. Um, you know, just putting your head in the sand and pretending like it doesn't happen. I would say, at first, uh huh, as you're getting as you're watching this show, one might go, "Oh, it's kind of rad how she gets back at all her abusers by recording this huge tape oh, and yeah. and releasing it, and then just like having this like nihilistic burn it all down." That might be that might be appealing. Um, but yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's kind of like what Tony says. Like, don't, don't let's let, watch it to the end, and then we'll talk. You know, like it's funny how these tapes mm-hmm. are almost like. I read in an article that it's funny how these tapes, I, I, um, uh, work as like the Netflix binge model. It's like sometimes some kids like binge it, <laughs> they get it right through. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's like you got to watch it in bits, and it's painful to get through. Yeah, like Clay. Get get on these tapes. Why aren't you not listening to these tapes all at one time? Yeah, and I, I I'm telling you, like I I really feel like a lot of these a lot of these uh, people watch like the first four episodes and they say, oh, they're glamorizing. I've got it figured. Yeah, yeah, I got it figured out. I know what this is all about, and it's not because it evolves and it uh, like I said, it just it 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 uh, gets more and more serious, more and more. Uh, you know, just awful. Oh, till we get to the rapes and the. Uh-huh. Uh I mean, and the and the, and the suicide. preconceptions sometimes people have about teenage problems is that it's you know trifle shit. You know, and kids yeah. make things more. Oh, they're going to kill themselves really over something silly. Yeah. Right. Whereas, and, and like just the mention of the word cyberbullying is you know laughable because whatever you can turn off the internet anytime, <laughs> but. Uh, or turn yeah. off your phone you, you, or whatever. Yeah, obviously you've forgotten how peer pressure, how important your peers are at that time. Yes, when you're a 40-year-old person, what people say about you, sticks and stones, they don't. it doesn't bother you. But when you're 17 years old, your whole world is your reputation and what people are saying about you. Yeah. And it's a it's such a big deal. So, yeah, like, like Tony says, like, don't say this thing is glamorizing uh, suicide. And so you actually watch it to the end and see what happens with her. And I don't know. It, and it's, it's, and you know, I, I would say the end of the season, which I thought at first was going to be the entire story. And I guess must be the whole thing in the book, but you know, now they're going to have a season two, but. I, well, with Tyler, that was like a, he had like an arsenal under his, yeah. like photography equipment. Like he's going to go, Columbine on everybody. Well, there's theories around that. But I just want to say, like, the way this season ends, it's not like it's not like Hannah's plan goes off without a hitch, and then you know you, you, the lesson you learn at the end is like, yeah, Hannah really got everybody back, you know, and they all deserved it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's more confused than that, and it doesn't end as perfectly as that either. There's a lot of things that are. Uh, hanging open and what whether things are going to happen or not and i guess that's you know as 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 the episode's ending i'm like okay so maybe there is a season two and that's what they're doing here but 
Um, I mean, I, I have no idea where season two will go, but I mean, it was very satisfying to see that Clay learned to be open and be concerned with Sky and to be yeah. and to not like. Like, did he get to the point where he worried about what people thought about him for being friends with the weirdo kid? Yeah. Where, you where know, the think piece is talking about glamorizing, having uh, being empathetic. You know? <laughs> like, like at the end, t- uh, Clay learns that you know maybe he shouldn't just like be an close himself close off. himself off. Yeah. Um. So what else? Ha- like, well, he makes tape fourteen, which is the confession. And um, uh, what else? Justin almost kills himself. Says he's going to do. He says he'll. Oh yeah, he says that he almost killed himself, and he says he's going to do anything for Jess. And Jess tells him she doesn't want to see him ever again. Which, wow. <laughs> um, uh, and then Justin tells uh, Bryce about the tapes and says that he's never going to talk to him again. So we'll see where he goes from there. Um, but, uh, I like Clay's little talk with Porter and, um, and him telling him that he should have just taken Hannah at her word. And, um, and it's funny cause all these different times you've seen Porter talking with students or whatever, you know, he's got that tissue box there and he kind of pushes it forward for Hannah. Uh, but <laughs> at the end of Clay's little speech to Porter, he actually uses a tissue for himself. Uh-huh. Um, and then he passes the tapes on to Porter and kind of skips Bryce and leaves it up to him. What he's, what he's going to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like how he says it, it has to get better. It's how we treat each other. The counts. Um, so what else happens? Jess tells her father, good for Jess. You know, she doesn't say it during the whole subpoena thing. And I like how, what was it? Um, Mrs. Baker that tells um, my so-called life lawyer, not to push her on it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jess's dad, he was from the Cosby Show, wasn't he? Like uh, son-in-law or something. It's Elvin or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. Uh, but uh, Tyler's the one that tells the lawyers about the tapes, and Tony gave the Bakers a flash drive, all the audio recordings, and. Yeah, there's this weird thing. Okay, so there is a conspiracy theory, right? Um, so we find out that Alex um, is the one with the gunshot wound to the head. And it doesn't say whether he's alive or not. But uh, there's a theory going around that um, it was uh, Tyler that shot him. It wasn't Alex that took his own – tried to take his own life. Because Oh, wow. Because in the scene, which is very strange – um, after he makes, he tells uh, the police or tells the whatever the deposition about the tapes and how uh, he was bullied and bullied, and he witnessed how guys treated Hannah. Um, Tyler is next seen like developing some photos, and he's hanging up all the photos of all the thirteen people involved, or I guess twelve. Um, and then he just you see him take down the photo of Alex. <laughs> So it's kind of like there's a theory going around that it's like Tyler's decided that he's going to kill everybody involved in this. Hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> Wait, say that again. Repeat it again. Tyler takes down the photo of Alex after he's developed the photos. 
Oh, and that symbolizes yeah. that he's the one that he's like one down kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, that's that kind of crossed my mind too. Yeah. Um, there was another, I saw another one that said that Tony was a guardian angel because of the way he dresses. He's like the heavenly kid, you know? <laughs> like he came down, <laughs> he's from a different era and he's come down to get his wings or something. <laughs> he is, it is like he's from the 50s. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I like how this ends. It shows the bakers listening to the the audio files, and uh, and then you know Tony and uh, Clay and Brad and Sky are all driving together, mm-hmm. and Clay says, "Let's listen to yeah. the radio." So yeah, at the end of this, I actually wrote down like, "That's it." <laughs> yeah, but I was happy with it. I thought I thought it was a good evening. Yeah, I guess I I don't know. I just wanted more things to happen i guess but it's messy it's messy it's not as it's not mm-hmm. as clear-cut as hannah it, it, you know meant to meant it to be but it definitely um it definitely uh made a change <laughs> whether for good or better i guess uh hopefully bryce gets turned in and uh yeah hopefully bryce will be in jail and that um if alex is alive that he gets the help that he needs and tyler too and Oh, uh, so that's it. 13 reasons why. I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about it? No, uh, six, you know, I'm looking forward to season two. Yeah. And it was nice to see Hannah Baker on the MTV uh, <laughs> film movie awards last night. So. She's live. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. She's good. She's, and it was, you know, seeing that cast together. That was great. What an amazing performance for someone who, like I've never heard of before. It looks like she's got barely anything on her IMDb. Yeah. So uh, I hope they find a way to bring and, her back in season two, but who knows? Yeah, and and if whatever she does, you know, she'll have a she'll be like she'll be like a Barb from Stranger Things. You know, whatever she does, she'll have a she'll have a a, a fan base. Yeah, it's funny. I. Uh, I honestly thought that um, that um, was it. Josh, see, I can't even remember his name again. The kid that dies in the car accident, Jeff. I thought Jeff was the barb uh-huh. barb of the series. You know, he's the guy in the background. Yeah. He dies, and nobody seems to talk about it after his episode is over. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> not not really a solidly formed character, but everybody. You know, but you like it him. was really sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think we need to wrap this up because we have another podcast that's going to be starting any moment now. So, um, oh, and then I watched Don't Breathe last night. Oh yeah, I had no idea. You know, I'd, oh, I'd heard right. good yeah. things about it. I had Dylan Minnette. I had no clue, but yeah, yeah. it was good. It's, I really like really that movie. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, bye, everybody. Go we'll see, see you next week for my so-called life. <laughs> and that's the first three episodes. Bye. Three. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> is it three? Wait. Uh, now you're making me check. I think so. Folks, I think it is on. because I saw it. It is three. It is three. See now you're gonna. Because I was like, Crap, somebody who three. How am I gonna watch three? all the way to the end is probably gonna wonder. Do 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 do. Opening my notes and uh, yes, yeah, three episodes. Episodes one through three. So, uh, boy, hopefully people will watch along with us. I'm looking forward to some. Some Claire Danes. 
Yeah, now that everybody has their Hulu membership to watch Handmaid's Tale. Uh-huh. And Smallville, of course. Handmaiden? Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the new Hidden Fences, the Handmaiden's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.